Hello and welcome to another a special edition, I should say, of Video Games to the Max. We're in the middle of February, but better late than never, right? We're doing our best games of 2022, our top 25s we usually do each year. Um, unfortunately, we're a bit shorthanded because uh, we kind of had to just decide to do this. But the usual folks that would be part of this uh, crew did give us uh, their top 10 lists that we'll, we'll use to kind of help make our 25. And, you know, Jens just nominated the 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 most obvious game that everybody loved this year. So that helped <laughs> as well. <laughs> but it's it for me. Yeah. Um, well, and, and Randy as well. He didn't he didn't play Elden Ring either. So um, that being said, just in case this is your first time listening or watching us here, whether you watch live on YouTube or you watch um, on Twitch or you watch on any of the social medias or you just watch later on demand on YouTube or you can just listen on in podcast form wherever you get podcasts by subscribing to video games to the max as well. So anyway, we're doing our best of uh, 2022 here uh, just to kind of we're going to sort of list out everybody's top 10 so you know what games we're kind of working with you. And then um, we are then just going from there to make our 25. It doesn't mean that only those games are being used, but obviously if we have three people that, that really, let's say, uh, for example, we have three people that really enjoyed uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, that game obviously is going to be on the list somewhere. Um, so, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be, you know, number three or anything. It just means it's going to be there probably high because again, you know, if you got three, three out of the five people that really in, enjoy the game, uh, it should count for something. But, uh, you know, if you listen to us, we've done this for, I want to say five or six years now, you uh you should probably know the gist by now obviously we would love to have had everybody on to be able to do this but again uh, everybody's work schedules and and stuff (laughs) yeah slackers so um of course my name's sean garber also always with me here is mr mark morrison howdy and let's go ahead right after this we will get started with our Top 25 games of 2022. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hey, all right. Well, I already basically did the housekeeping beforehand, so I don't need to do it again. But here we go. Let's start off with our top 10 since uh, we'll do the the uh, two folks that wish they could be here, but they could not. But thankfully, they did provide us the top 10. And first off, let's start with Daniel. His number 10, Marvel Snap. Nine, Pentiment Stray at number eight. TMNT Shredder's Revenge at seven. Tunic at six. Pokemon, not, which ver- not sure which version he had, Scarlet Violet. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 at number 4. Glad to see that he wound up really enjoying that game. Horizon Forbidden West at 3. God of War Ragnarok at 2. And Elden Ring at number 1. Uh, I'm pretty sure we probably know who number 1 is going to be. I don't think we really need to 
we're not probably not going to have too much of a conversation about who's number one. It'll be about making the rest of this list. Let's be honest. Uh, that's how it's been for a lot of people this year. Uh, well, last year at this point, I'm sorry. Uh, Randy's top 10 is he is um, both Daniel and, and Randy. I would consider them more of like the, Hey, they're the working dad, casual gamer. They're not, uh, they used to be more hardcore gamers back in the day, but obviously other jobs and other things. Randy's a, you know, local sports coster now, Mr. Big Shot. He plays games when he can. So of the games he got to play and enjoy this year, number 10, MLB, the show 2022. That's always a staple for him. He loves baseball. Straight at number nine, Tunic at eight, WWE 2K22 for him at seven. That made a resurgence this year. Vampire Survivors at six, Sipu at five. Nobody Saves the World, which I actually played with Randy. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge at three. Signalis, that's awesome to see that game that high. And God of War Ragnarok for Randy. So Randy's game of the year is God of War Ragnarok. Again, Daniels is Elden Ring. Um, going through Mark's here. I don't know. I had it on here. I don't know why it disappeared. Um, but yeah. Marks, you can pretty much guess uh, what number one is, uh, considering what he's talked about uh, this year. But really cool to see that he did put uh, Kirby's Forgotten Land at number 10, Horizon from the West at 9, Live Alive at 8. Awesome to see that on here. Heartspray Shipbreaker, which I swear we put on last year, but maybe not. Uh, Lost, Lost Ark at 6. Found them three hopes at five. Mario Rabbit sparks a hope at four. Sonic Frontiers up there high. And then, of course, God of War, Ragnarok, and Elder Ring at two and one. And yep. uh, for me, I had a TMNT Shredder's Revenge at 10. I'm going to be honest, towards the last part of the year, I did not get to do my usual where I catch up on everything through October to December. So uh, my list is not as complete as I would have loved it to have been. But I uh, got the two yeah, no Pokemon one. games on here. No one does. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus at nine. Pokemon Violet at eight. Marvel Snap at seven. Plague Toe Requiem at six. Tiny Kin at five. Vampire Survivors at four. Signalis at three. Neon White at two. And for me, Zombie Chronicles three, because I didn't play the other three big games, is my number one. I would have probably been my number one anyway. But still, just wanted to put that out there. I didn't get to play the other three. Um, games even though i have god of words sitting there on my playstation so that being said that's kind of the games that we're like starting from so you know what they're going through we have another list of games that we played and they didn't make our top tens that we'll pull from as well like yens and bayonetta 3 for example um or let's i can't think of it at this minute uh you know, but either way, let's going. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I want to nominate uh, whatever digital devil summoner or whatever fuck that thing was that we played. What the fact that you can't remember the the actual name? Yeah, <laughs> right now it's just, that should tell you everything. Um, so Soul Hackers too. That was it. Yeah. So no, no, definitely not Soul Hackers too. Let's not nominate that. Um. But okay, let's start with our 25 through 21. When you look at like all these games, uh, where, and I'm going to share the thing with you guys here so you kind of know 
what we're working with while Mark kind of starts presenting ideas of what might be a a number 25 through 21 game. Uh, what do you think, Mark? I mean, pretty much like everyone's like last game, except for maybe MLB, because it's such an iterative game, you know? Yeah, I kind of, even Randy was um, saying that he he was cool that we didn't really uh, put MLB on there. Uh, I forgot to ask him really what was the big deal about MLB for this year. If it new really hat physics, yeah, yeah, new hat physics exactly. Um, you know, I we I think we we have some repeated games as well. So we're gonna wind up having to pull from games that are not on the top ten probably to make the the rest of it. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think for sure. Let you know. You're the only one I this is a game I don't think I've seen on almost anyone's list. So like why Fire Emblem Three Hopes? Just because it has like a lot of stuff from three houses or uh I mean it, good uh it's a it's a mostly approachable tech one of those games. It's not like too crazy. Uh performance is a drag, but a lot of customization and a lot of different units like play differently yeah okay it ain't getting me the top 10 i know that but i'd be happy with it in the 11 to 20 spot (laughs) wow you really think uh that highly of it all right um fair enough um i I could see like you know kirby being 25 or really i think i would think kirby would be higher like you you were so you're kind of down on kirby based on uh, uh, i didn't like the the idea of Kirby, like Kirby itself is fine, but the way you unlock shit in that game is so tedious and like boring. And it's yeah. just, oh, you know, oh, I have to collect, I have to do more of the side crap to unlock like the new hammer upgrade. Why? You know, like, why can't this, this be, un- or, you know, I have to find the special stage that has it, do the stage, and then grind out the currency to unlock the special upgrade. And it's like, this is bad. Yeah. All right. I mean, but you didn't enjoy the uh, playing as Kirby with the with the 3D and and the mouthful mode and all. No, because mouthful is not. It's so limited. Like it's it's used for like sections of a game, not the whole level. You know. And, all right. I mean, that's fair. That's yeah. a game that I definitely wanted to uh, get to, and I just uh, was not able to. Right. Um, so I will have to take. Your word for it. Before you had put Horizon Forbidden West on there, I thought we were going to have the conversation about is Horizon Forbidden West going to be low? Because well, you Daniel know, had it had it like top yeah. three or whatever. So yeah, but I mean, I was surprised that like Randy, who played it, did not even you know include it on his ten um, at all, and I thought you were not going to include it um, on yours either. To be fair. Uh, it, the story is pretty forgettable, so that's probably why. I would you say a lot of that game is no, it, it's is mostly sort of the same. It, or? It's well, it's the same, but slightly worse than I thought than the original game. Like they put arbitrary limitations in the game that weren't there originally, and so it's like this is a slightly worse experience now. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> like you, can't, uh, you just you just can't set up like a million traps. It's like you only get three traps, and that's like what happened or. Why did this change for like no reason whatsoever? <laughs> so, so the line, the the multiple lines telling you where you can climb didn't 
didn't do it for no, you. No, I mean, yeah. no, that was that was also like not great. And also, it felt like her character went through like a weird regression. Like the whole yeah, like the first game was about her being a loner, but being like growing into the tribe. And this game is like, no, she's still a loner. It's like what? Like why is she just wanting to, to, to be hit, to be cool with everyone again? Yeah. So it, you you kind of felt like the story was lacking, and and what about oh, yeah, you know the 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 world and and being on the PS5. I mean that doesn't not really. I mean it looked uh, nice, yeah. but you know right. so the last game, and I thought the last game had more interesting architecture or more interesting like locales. Like I guess like right. the only interesting place in this game was like Las Vegas, and the fact uh, okay. that you can like so later run from like Las Vegas to to LA. In like ten minutes is really is really goofy. <laughs> yeah, that's uh interesting dichotomy to like what it really is, but yeah. Yeah. Uh I mean yeah. I'd say bottom bottom five or bottom near the near the bottom is fine. I mean it might be yeah. He might have it higher, but I, I didn't <laughs> like Yeah. Uh no, I, I I agree with you there. I mean again, just because uh we had the Multiple people, um, you know, yeah, he had it at three, but everybody, yeah, you had it at 10. And then again, like, you know, Randy had the opportunity to put it in and uh, he didn't, which surprised me. But um, yeah, I, I mean, when I look at that, like, what about a, like, it's, um, yeah, it's just some of these games, like, are on that level of, man, I wish I would have been able to play them, but I didn't. Uh, for yeah. me, I think maybe like a, a Nobody Saves the World is probably in that category. Uh, something I actually really enjoyed. It came out early in the year. It was on Game Pass, so that helped a lot. And um, it was a you know cool action RPG that made from the the uh, Dripbox folks, and it looks cool and everything. It has a you're constantly changing who you are, and um, I love when you get upgrades and stuff. It's uh, so much fun, and it's fun with uh, multiple people. Like I had a lot of fun playing with Randy, so. Um, yeah, I definitely think Navy in that, uh, range for sure. Um, I, I, I've yeah, never I, heard of it. So, oh, really? Wow. Okay. Now um, it, it looks like, uh, that hell yeah game that came like a decade ago. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, where would you put, I mean, live alive is another game that I really wanted to play more than just the demo. I enjoyed what I did. Um, I mean, I put it near the bottom. Uh, yeah. I mean, you said it couldn't put Crisis Core on here. Uh, right, right. That's why I didn't put that on here. Uh, I mean, it is a remake, but it's done well enough. Well, I, I did, the I, reason well, I, why Live Alive accounts is it, it never came out here. Right. You know. Well, plus so. it's like a whole, it's like not, they didn't just like re-upgrade the textures. Like they did just some work on it too. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, I don't think it's like that game was like not for everyone though. Like if you want like the big sprawling RPG, it's not that at all. Which yeah. is kind of why I liked it because it's a lot more bite-sized and approachable. Yeah, it's like those small stories in one game. It's not just like one game continuously, right? Like, you can... Yeah, like the wrestling storyline took me about an hour, maybe like less, just because I got all of the moves or something. And like you know, yeah, you can you can kind of quit whatever story you want and just kind of go, go to a different one if you need to. I mean that yeah, that's interesting in of itself. That like that just shows you how non congruent they are of just 
yeah, you could start any of them that you want. And that you said they, they kind of try to tie together. Yeah, at the end, they, like once you beat all eight, then then they, you can there's like a ninth chapter they can play. Yeah, there's uh, definitely you can see the inspiration for Octopath Traveler from here, yeah, because uh, that's sort of the gist of what, especially that first game. I don't, they're saying that they suppose they are going to try to improve the uh, the connectedness of the story for the second game, but you know we'll see. I haven't played that demo yet. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I think so. Okay, nobody saves the world live alive. Uh, can be the hero. I mean, uh, what about? I, I know you really like this game. Uh, we talked about it a lot on the podcast. Uh, Heartspray Shipbreaker. Uh, yeah. Even though, yeah, I think you were playing in early access last year. I really can't remember who ended up putting it on the list last year or not. I, I haven't played it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it officially launched this. Uh, right. That's cool. Like, I have an actual story now. Yeah. Um, oh, it has a story mode now. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and uh, Lost Ark was another game that, like, when it came out, you were uh, pretty uh, high on it. Yeah. Um, like, where would you? I mean, I I probably put hard hard space at, like maybe twenty one. Okay. Because like, what do the other games people have like? Uh, Oh, like Stray. I didn't play that, but I know right. some people don't like it. Like the, yeah, just, uh, it, it didn't yeah. vibe with me, even though I have a cat. You know, it just felt like, okay, cool. I mean, once you get, for me, once I got past the part of like, oh, I'm playing as a cat, you know, and then right. um, it, was, it felt like, okay, I'm just kind of walking around in this world and all that stuff. And I kind of bounced off of it. Um you know, it's not a long game, so I can understand, like, kind of pushing through and finishing it. But I was very perplexed when they picked that as the indie game for uh, the Game Awards, because there was definitely some better indie games that did cooler stuff um, yeah. than than Stray. But, um, okay, so how about we start by putting... Let's let's kind of make a group of five of uh, Live Alive, uh, Nobody Saves the World, um, uh, WWE 2K22 can probably go down in this area because, you know, I know it had a big resurgence. I, I work with someone at uh, Last Word that reviewed the game and he really enjoyed it as well. And he's a, you know, wrestling fanatic, so... It says something, I guess, hard, hard space shipbreaker, and uh, man, um, I would say, uh, no, I, I'll fight for. I, I just, I don't even know if I want to put both the Pokemon games on here or not. So I, I put the, uh, yeah. I mean, if it was, I haven't played either yeah. of those games. I would say Arceus looks more interesting from a gameplay perspective. Well, Violet uh, is. Violet is like the Pokemon game we've always wanted realized. Yeah, except it just ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean it doesn't run well, but when it, aside from the when it when it does run well, it's still that game. Uh, I I really enjoyed um, Arceus. That's why it's on here. But I think if I'm going to choose between the two, I had a lot more fun with violet because i'm getting to play that full pokemon experience in the way that i 
wanted to, I guess. Um, I just don't know if I want to, like, I think it's fair to take up two spots with two Pokemon games. Um, actually, I'd probably be okay with actually putting Pokemon Violet kind of towards the bottom, really, uh, because of the issues uh, right. that it had. Even though it was really fun, there are other games that you didn't have to I, wear performance and they were fun. I mean, that's that'll be, it'll be, I don't know, it'll make the top 10 necessarily, but that's my argument against Bandit of Three. Yeah. That's my argument against the ends with that game is like, hey, I'm sure it's a great, like, great Bandit of Game. Uh, for the most part, like the the stealth sections look terrible, but right. like it runs like garbage, and that's a problem. Yeah, like yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's a problem. That that'll be a problem when uh that new what Legend of Zelda game hits. Also, <laughs> well, we've seen Nintendo, and every Bayonetta is not a. It's just Nintendo published. It's it's uh, platinum. What as opposed uh, to Pokemon? It, well, but remember, Zelda's had a lot of time in the kitchen. Yeah. Pokemon, they rush those things out like constantly. Um, and it shows because you had other games come out this year that didn't show those problems that Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet had. So it's not the system. When if they get time, they can make it work. Was uh, Breath of the Wild flawless? No. But I don't expect it to run like ass either. You know, there's no way they're going to put that game out if it runs like ass and charge $70 for it. There's just no way. I mean, I, it, yeah. it's a it's a problem of scale. Like those games yeah. are getting bigger and bigger. That's right. why like Kirby runs fine or Metroid, the, the recent Metroid uh, prime game like, runs perfectly fine. Cause it's a much smaller scale game than Zelda breath of the wild two or Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so we're going to look at the list. I think um, because we did, we did have several people that like stray. I think it kind of needs to, be maybe in the like top 20 at least um and then we can move everything down uh a tad or what i know i lost my what we're doing here um but that's not on screen so <laughs> i have to look you can worry about it so like if you're looking i guess you put pokemon violet at 19 we can fix this this list later but um, when I'm looking at like let's say 19 to 15, or you know, around there, um, Sifu's a game that I really, really wanted to get to. Randy loved the crap out of it. He kept telling me how really good that game is. Um, and yes, you're gonna die a lot and everything else, but when you actually do well in this game, uh, you're gonna enjoy the crap out of it. Um. I know that, uh, you know, Randy likes Tunic. I fell off a of Tunic because of the whole, it tried to be a little bit too difficult and then a too ominous as well. Like the puzzles sometimes were just like, I have no idea what the heck I'm supposed to do right now. And it doesn't really give you any hints. It really was like a, they they took too much of the old school Zelda and said, Okay, you've you've gotta really figure this out. What when I did figure out some things, it was cool to be like, oh, that's how you solve this puzzle. Great, you know. But I don't know, me personally, I kind of fell off it, but I can totally see why Daniel and and Randy enjoyed it. Um 
and and a lot of people had a high on their list um for sure uh, of all the ones that I've read or listened to and everything uh I'm guessing you didn't get to play this at all I mean it was on game pass so no yeah. uh my only knowledge of it is like from like Jeff Gerson talking about it yeah kind of crazy uh Pentiment was another game that I know I just wasn't able to get to. It's high on people's lists. Uh, Daniel enjoyed it. Um, it's a smart little game from Obsidian um, that really is, you know, I've laughed at trailers that I've seen, uh, quite honestly. And then, uh, you know, it's a, the story is apparently really good as well. Um, yeah. So I, I could say it could go uh, in this in this range uh as well 19 yeah. to 15 or yeah yeah the 19 to 15 or maybe even lower i just again it's kind of the things that suck about not having daniel around to be able to tell us a lot about what he experienced with the game or uh whatnot um are we gonna put Bandit three on here or are we not i would put it on keeps playing it so i mean this is fine like that like sixteen is fine for me personally. Um, all right. Or, yeah, I mean, you if know, wanna, if you want to have like nineteen, I mean, I don't care about the number really. Like nineteen, yeah, 19, you know, whatever. But. Yeah, we then we can move. Yeah, move everything up one and have uh, Bayonetta down uh, there. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's just some of these they're going to be definitely uh, higher up. Um. Marble Snap is a game I've talked about quite a bunch. Um, it's a game that I enjoyed a lot of. That the fact that it doesn't really, I love the fact that it doesn't it it does in a way, but it also doesn't try to push you into. Okay, you've got to buy. You've got to buy. Like it definitely lets you enjoy the game, and you can you can play the game without having to buy cards. Uh, just by winning matches, you can win things and go pretty far. Yeah, are you going to hit a wall if you don't start actually customizing your deck and using some of these cards that you um, actually need? Uh, or or like try to fi- figure out what your style is going to be? Yeah, sure. Like any card game, you really do have to strategize at certain points. Um, but I think if if you haven't given it a try because you may feel like it's pay to win or or um i would say even i don't i think if, even if you're just like a comic book fan you don't have to be like a marvel uh cinematic universe fan i think definitely if you have a phone or even on your pc you should give it a try it's one of the better you know card games out there that's come out recently um so i would say it can go uh in this range too maybe to 15 or okay. uh daniel also liked it too you uh cool with that or you think yeah, I'm to... not. <laughs> okay. So, so where are you on Mario Rabbids? Uh, I would say top have... ten. Or you think it needs to be that? Okay. It is really good. Like it. it, it okay. Uh, it's way better than that last one, and it's you know they don't make too many strategy games anymore, and it's not like the grid based game that like Marvel Midnight Suns is or XCOM was. You know. Yeah, they did take the grid out. Um, which helps a lot. I, I've I've heard people that are actually like sort of the opposite, like they might have made it 
too the other way. Um, like they liked the difficulty that was in the first game, and uh, well, they're they're, yeah, they're dumb yeah. and crazy. So yeah, and they're not on this podcast. I, so right, right. No, I'm just I was just <laughs> trying to to see you would um, no like this like it's, yeah. It ain't. It's not necessarily hard, but there are hard parts to like later enemies and like. It's a nice gradual ramp to the difficulty. Okay, uh, if you're you're saying that there's a lot for it there, then we yeah, can. The only, the only thing, the only thing I've heard people not like about the game is uh, the new character attitude personified, or like so designed by committee, like awful. Yeah, but you don't. You never have to, you never have to use her unless you don't want to. So who cares? I mean, yeah, that's true as well. Um, yeah, I think uh, definitely, I really, really enjoyed this game. I didn't get to talk about it, um, my, my time with it much, but I love the crap out of, uh, Tinykin. It's a game that, you know, I didn't have a lot of familiarity with, uh, Pikmin and, you know, obviously now Pikmin 4 coming out pretty soon. Um, so I kind of just said, okay, well, it's on Game Pass. I'm going to, you know, give it a shot. And man, I think it it does Pikmin better than Pikmin, quite honestly. Uh, so I I feel like they really um, really nailed this. I love the art style of the game as well. I think it's just one of these games that you know comes out surprises, and it definitely can uh, it, it delivers on that in a way that it doesn't make you like punish you for having. Too many Pikmin. Um, they certainly do help you as well. And it just, like, I think it all just, it works really well. Um, one of my favorite games, uh, for sure, that I remember from this year. I, I think it could go in this this area. I'd be cool with that. Sure. Um, actually, I, I kind of forgot. Um, if we're even going to nominate Plague Tale, I'd probably put it in towards the bottom range. I think I wound up liking the first game a bit more. Uh, than this game, uh, I so, like, like that you had more freedom. Above but... or below, like nobody saves the world, or uh, okay, yeah, like I could say. Oh, if we're gonna give it a, a give it a number, um, I'm Some confusing <laughs> myself. Well, I know. <laughs> um, put it at like I guess like 19 or something uh, around there. Okay. And you can just move everything. Uh, one. Um, yeah. I also didn't get to finish it, so I feel like I couldn't put it like super high either. Uh, unfortunately, maybe if I would have finished it, maybe I would have liked it better than one. But I, there was times where I just didn't feel the the rush to like want to finish it like I did the first yeah. uh, first game for sure. Uh, where are we putting? Uh, well, I guess TMNT would be in the the top ten. Yeah, I mean, sure, I've since we all, that game, but yeah, I, yeah, people seem to like it. So, yeah, I love the crap. I mean, it was a fun game. I I got to play with uh, and I. I mean, and it brought back it hit. All, I, I would say that um, Streets of Rage four was a better game if we're going to talk about like just for what a beat 'em up does, yeah. but for like hitting all the nostalgia notes. And then just well, somehow and, better making that game better than they it was, I and mean, adding yeah. Streets of Rage is never like a big arcade game, right? To me, it's always been much more of a console game. And then 
it's never had like a, a license attached to it that's you know right. recognizable characters it's not like oh you know i, I don't even know the, the future age like guys so as opposed to like donatello or leonardo or someone like that well i mean to be fair i was always more of a final fight guy but that, hey, i just that, yeah that has my Hagar in it he's always recognizable oh, oh boy so <laughs> uh but yeah i mean it just like the way they did it, it felt just like playing Turtles in Time again. And then they somehow, they added some challenge to it and then added some more like modern accoutrements to it as well. And then, of course, being able to play in co-op, it had a, a pretty decent story too, I thought, for being beat him up. Yeah. Me and Yen should have played it, but I think we both got burned by that Scott Pilgrim game, so we just kind of avoided it. Oh, man. I think y'all would have enjoyed it, uh, quite honestly. A lot more than Scott. When I'm looking at the, if we're going to talk about like the three most recent like beat em ups that like I guess have cachet, Scott Pilgrim's would that remaster, whatever they did, would definitely be like bottom third for sure. Well, I mean, like it worked single player, but the multiplayer like was busted. So it's like, yeah, this is kind of an issue. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think what do we, yeah, so yeah, TMNT is definitely going to be in that. Uh, top 10. I'm trying to think of what we have that really we need to figure out that we haven't put somewhere. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Hopes. Where are you I good mean, with I it being in this? Being like number 11. Okay, you're good with it being number 11. Um, so now we're up to the top 10. Okay. Uh, we are? Okay. Well, it's according to my list. I mean, you can organ- reorganize this thing. Yeah, later. Okay. What do we have at 12? I put uh, Lost Ark. Oh, you put Lost Ark. Okay. Hey, you really thought of it that highly, Lost Ark? All right. The, the problem with um, Lost Ark is, I mean, that game has been around for a long-ass time, and they've been bolting expansions onto it. And after, like, you get to the main game, like, I got completely lost in that game. No pun intended. Because, okay. like, the world dramatically opened up to the – and I, I was, like, like lost. <laughs> I didn't know where to go next. Like I got a ship and I'm like, what the fuck do I do with this thing? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just sailing around like little islands. And I'm like, I have no idea where to go. And it, it just told me to like increase my power or, you know, my, my, uh, you know, equipment level. But it's like, I, I don't know how to really do that anymore. Yeah. So. All right. Um, so we're in fully into the top oh. 10. Okay. Go ahead. I was gonna say the one game I forgot was was Tunic, but where do you want? Where would you put that? Like lower? Or higher? Oh, Tunic. Okay. Um, okay. Well, looking at so let's let's break down this ten first. Then I think we need to figure out uh, where Tunic goes. So definitely for me, uh, Signalis is in the top ten. Neon White is in the top ten. Um, Horizon. We know God of War, Elden Ring, um, those are all going to be, and Xenoblade are all in the top 10. So we may have to like start looking at like kicking a game uh, off. Yeah, chop, but, put off like Kirby if you want to do, or Kirby. <laughs> oh, no, I think Kirby is like, you know what? Kirby deserves to have his, his time in the limelight. He, he had his, finally had his 3D game. And and it was actually pretty good. I mean, why not uh, give it a 
G- just, give it a spot. Um, it works better in the pinball arena. No, he can work in in the. What about the two D arena? He's great in the two D. How many of these Game Boy games did they just put on the the Nintendo Switch Online have Kirby? I mean, so I, like, well, I think two of them actually: the Tilt and Tumble, and then the, the other one, the that's first not, Kirby. That's not out yet, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Um, man. Okay, so you're nominating Kirby to take well, out I'd, I'd probably take out a few other games first but okay so let's have this conversation if we're for okay did you did you like fill out the rest so we nobody's seeing this so we can just put I random mean, I, games in I, here. i'd probably yank out if i if i'm being truthful couldn't play it and i don't really care to and he didn't we didn't finish it like the plague till requiem uh okay and we're we're cool with knocking out Plague Tale, then we can yeah, do that. That's at number nine, uh, and then you can just slot straight right or uh, tunic right in there. <laughs> okay, um, I would say that tunic should probably go at like number, uh, like number fifteen, or well, okay. fourteen above Marvel Snap. How about that? Um, so yeah, put it in that category. Uh, now I'm trying to. Now it's like picking between. Um, I think we kind of know what the top three are, so I don't think we need to have that conversation yet. I think it's more about, or I don't really know that there is much conversation there. Quite honestly, it's the nine between nine and four between four and nine. What's going to be in there for me? Uh, and you know, Randy can speak to this as well. Signalis was uh yeah it's a retro game yeah it's a ps1 retro game uh survival horror whatever but what it does right is it you know is able to capture that and then have wonderful atmosphere make you feel lonely without totally scaring you as well but also having everything else that makes up the survival games and like the fact that it's like an indie that's not like this huge studio that we all know making it. I mean, uh, man, I really want to put it in like the top five or whatever. That's how much I loved it. But um, and then Randy had it pretty high as well, unless you're going to argue against it. No, I never played it. I have a key. Oh. I just never used it. <laughs> what? Really? You had a key and you never used it, man. You're missing out. You need to go uh, play that for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Adam just sent it. He occasionally just sends me keys like after the game is like out for like months. Yeah, it's like rotting in his email folder. He sends it to me and like half the time I forget. <laughs> yeah, I mean there was just like it. Look, I don't have the history with these games like Randy does, but I, you know, I it's a genre that I have picked up recently of playing Resident Evils and stuff like that, and just, like it may it gave me all those feels of the recent games I've played, and then from having seen, you know, those games back in the day, watching friends play them and everything, it's like, oh yeah, this definitely feels like that, um, and they they did it wonderfully. So cool. All right, I don't have to argue with you on that. Um, but uh yeah i guess right man actually you know i i I don't think horizon needs to be at number four that's just me i had number 10 okay you have it at number 10 well i know you had a number 10 i'm just saying like i know daniel has his number three but like you don't seem very convinced by horizon 
I just feel like it doesn't just because it's a big game doesn't need to um have that I mean I spot, I, I, did just, you know? I did those games by like how much side stuff I finish. Yeah. And I finished a fair amount in that game, but there's way more than I than that I didn't finish and I have no desire to go back to it. So Okay. And the story gets real yeah. dumb at the end. Oh, that's not helpful. Um yeah. so uh, where are you wanting to put uh, Sonic Frontiers here? That's one of your high. Really? <laughs> no. I, I will accept <laughs> number three, but number two. No, it will not be number two or three. Um, but like, so you know, as as like a lot of the, Sonic Frontiers is one of those like, okay, I love you know a lot of people loved it. Because they they've actually accomplished what a lot of people thought they couldn't. Even yourself, you were talking major crap yeah. about this game. Uh, so, like, what do you feel like was a big plus for Sonic Frontiers that makes you go, "Okay, yeah, they nailed uh, it"? You know, the fact that like the game world actually works, which is like shocking. Like you, you're not just suspended in midair constantly. That like like the whole the whole crux of Sonic is like exploring. And you can actually do that yeah. in this game. Like, you're not on rails constantly. And the stupid cyberspace levels, you're still kind of on rails. Like, they're all kind of in midair again. But they're so short. Like, it's like neon white, kind of. Like, they're so short, that it doesn't matter. And by the end of that game, I was like, I, I didn't play... I think I played one of those levels in, like, the last game world. Like, the last, uh, like, game environment. Because they had so much materials saved. I just did the fishy mini game over and over, and then I just beat the game that way. <laughs> so you broke the game, and you liked the fact that you could. Well, I mean, it lets you do yeah. that. Like it's uh, not, it's not like a hidden thing. But that yeah. game is busted in a lot of ways. But that, that I guess, it, that enhances it to me because I wouldn't. I don't think I actually like the game if it worked 100 percent correctly. But it okay. has, it has like a lot of weird, like pathos with it with the characters. Like it's like, uh I think it's the second. I think it's the second character, the second landmass you hook up with Knuckles, and you're like flashing back to Sonic and Knuckles shit from like the Sega Genesis, and it's like this took a turn. <laughs> like, yeah, I expect to go back to this. All right, so my thing is, um, like, man, I really love the crap out of Vampire Survivors. <laughs> so. And I've, so and yeah, the, the crux of that game though is you're you're just moving around, right? Right. So you're moving around, but I mean these hordes can kill you, and well, I know, very no. much, yeah. But it's it's an, uh, you're not shooting directly, like an auto, it's an auto shooter, right? Right. It's an auto shooter. Yeah, exactly. So like that makes it like to me that makes it like less of a game, like or that's like that's like basically mashing like Geometry Wars with like. An auto clicker. Well, but the thing is, it's not just like okay, I have to. Yeah, I'm not pressing the button to make him shoot or make her shoot, but I'm having to pick the class. I'm having to fi- figure out which um, add-ons to put on my character so I can survive past level ten or whatever. Uh, because I mean, for the for the First part of the game, if you don't min-max the character right, you're going to die a lot before you get to level 30, which is where it actually ends, and you just keep going, obviously. 
Um, like, yeah, I just think that, like, it's just a surprising thing that, like, it took me a while. It took me a while to get it, right? But when I got it, it was just, like, one of those, like, oh, okay, this is why you're getting some people recommending this game. And it's, like, and it's just so much fun. Like, once you are able to figure out, okay, look, I, I basically just need to go, like, all out attack here. Don't, don't go all about, like, healing or defensive things just destroy try to destroy everything because that way they can't they can't touch you um yeah. you know i'm okay if um if we got to put it down a little bit but man it definitely deserves to be in the top 10 it was a great game for this year and a great surprise uh for this year too you know it deserved to be one of the phenomenons of 2022 uh gaming cuz there's a lot there's a lot of times where you have a game that comes out and all the people are just loving the crap out of it. And you're kind of like, really? This, this was not whatever y'all were saying it is, but this, this game definitely lived up to that. Yeah. Um, and another one for me like that was neon white where I really am not like one of these score game people, but that game, uh, not so much. And even on switch, loads so quickly that even if i died uh, i was right back in it again and i like the fact that like your cards that you're unlocking is what actually helps you be able to move around in the world and uh you well, actually have to figure out the pattern of how this works i mean like, we talked about it on the switch but that's another example of like scale is fine because the levels are like small it's not like yeah, big ass open world. So that's why. I well, I mean, remember, it only came out on Switch and PC. Right. So, uh, and it's it, that's the thing too. It's from the guy that made Donut County, which is like these two games cannot be any more different. Um, also, the story is just kind of zany and and whatever. And but uh, you're sort of like romancing as well, and. Um, yeah, I just I love the the combination of all that. It's a speed run game, but you don't necessarily feel like you have to. It's not about. It is in a way about trying to get the scores so you can get the better gifts and things like that. But it doesn't force you to. You can beat the game without. Oh my god, I got to get gold on every level, or I can't. Whatever. And then like when you get to these parts of the game where you go, oh man, I I don't know that I'm gonna be able to beat this. Like I don't think. I'm going to get to this hive or figure out what card I have to use. And then when you figure out the solution, it's, it's a really cool, like in puzzle sequence of figuring all that out at once. Um, I would say overall, I think neon white, I enjoyed more than vampire survivors. Uh, so what are we going to, I, I don't know. Is there something else that I, I haven't mentioned aside from the, the major three that you feel like we we need to be putting in or uh not really because everyone else is, seems pretty uh yeah i think we put in everything um uh yeah and conceptually i would you really want to put turtles above horizon because even though it's a it's a game we all enjoyed it is still a beat em up that and yes cool. it does include some new things but is it really I, doing anything totally? 
Well, Horizon isn't really necessarily that either. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Like, yeah. Horizon yeah. barely has anything new. <laughs> like I said, it, it, it takes away some things. So. <laughs> Uh, I would put uh, definitely we got to put Vampire Survivor so for Turtles. Okay. Uh, um. Okay. Uh So we got Sonic Frontiers, and then what else are we are we missing? Because okay, we have Vampire Survivors, Neon White, Signalis, Sonic Frontiers goes in one of these slots. We're missing one that I can't think of right this second uh oh i think we yeah we would have just put something back in right um oh we might have got it perfect actually but i don't know that i want to put plague tail back (laughs) um yeah okay you put mario rabbits in right okay i don't think i did did you not okay that's what it was so man i would put Mario Rabbids at like nine or something, but okay, okay, um, okay, and then I'm moving everything else. Okay, so yeah, um, so Sonic Frontiers at five, I guess for you, you're fine with that. Wait, how did Signalis get bumped up one? Because we moved everything down. Oh, but yeah, I would think Signalis for me is. Is better than Sonic Frontiers, but again, I didn't play Sonic Frontiers, so I can't. Um, for being made a, by like basically one person, I mean, I don't care uh, how yeah. many people worked in the damn game. Yeah, <laughs> well, but it does make a difference. Like the fact that you know, one person is making that and it's very well done. Um, I don't know. I just, I mean, the fact that Sonic games have been mired in darkness for the past twenty-five years says more to me than one guy made it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's. It's a great, like, going back to survival horror and then including and then moving it past that and also having, like, the modern stuff as well. Like, And the story is is actually really good. I enjoy the crap out of it. Um, it has some mysteries to it, too, that you don't expect. Like, I don't know. Just, I was also trying to represent because Randy had it pretty high on his list, too. Um, That's just because they're all fools and didn't play Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> Hey, no. <laughs> you can't see the majesty involved. It might be one of those I pick up this year. I mean, um, it's, it's, it's already, it was already cheap. Like, you know, it got discounted like two weeks after it came out. So, yeah. I mean, I guess if you want to put technology above it, that's fine. But okay. you're wrong. <laughs> All right. That's that's fine. You get to have your, your game of the year. So, like, I mean, I mean... Not, just so, not mine. Everyone's. Yeah. People didn't fucking play it. Well, I mean, it is everyone's. Unless I, I have seen some people still pick God of War, but you know, it is what it is. I I didn't play God of War. Uh, I wish I would have. Um, there's people that say it seems like. It, so where do you do you feel like it's better than 2018? No. No. Oh wow! No. Okay, I don't know what we're showing here. Uh, uh, I, so, I, I yeah. guess it, it more depends on like what does Xenoblade Chronicles Three do differently than the last two? Well, Zombie Chronicles Three is the best of the the three. Um, oh, but that that's not answering what it does differently. <laughs> like that's just okay. Like, I mean, you're talking about what like, it. What it, it okay? So what it does differently? I'm not talking like 
I'm not talking like story. I'm talking like gameplay, like or like. Okay, but that's the point, though, is the fact that it's the best story out of the three. It has the best characters out of the three. The characters are not. Um, they all you can all care about all of them. The the and the fact that they come all from different sides, and they all kind of cohese into one unit. And you like by the end, you're caring about all of them. You care about what happens um, in this story and to these characters. Um, it looks like the expansion pass is not going to go further on that. It looks like it's going to be a prequel, sadly. But just because I wanted to, hopefully, it flashes forward. But I just, man, when I think about like my time with that game, I enjoyed everything about it. Yeah, a lot of the Xenoblade trappings are already there because you have two other games in that series. But it doesn't mean that like the way you explore the world is is better. The maybe the music is probably the only thing you could argue that two is better, but the characters are better. The story is better. The gameplay is better because it melds both number two and number one, and you have the attacks of both, and you can use them at any moment. The the gameplay is not this obtuse feeling of adding systems and then they never explain them to you. The systems are very well explained uh, and they keep adding them as you go through. So you don't ever feel like, uh, OK, I got to worry about getting bored. Like I never thought about that. And then also the side quests are extremely awesome in this game you get heroes based on the side quest all the the hero stories mean something like every time i just wanted to get more and more of the heroes uh there's callbacks to two and one it's basically like an amalgamation of getting to have that ability of this is the end right this is the end of this arc and where kingdom hearts 3 failed xenoblade 3 actually succeeds you know how Xenoblade 3 was supposed to be this magnum opus of, okay, this arc, which now apparently it's not ending, but now uh, it's ending and we're going to all love it and everything. And it's like, what is the the, the thought behind Xenoblade, behind Kingdom Hearts 3? Most people don't like it compared to 2 or 1. But when you look I, at, yeah. Do you think this is going to be the end of Xenoblade Chronicles though? No, no, no. I'm not talking about this is the end of Xenoblade Chronicles. It's the end of this like arc of what started with Xenoblade Chronicles 1 way back in 2012 to this right yeah. where if they have a Xenoblade Chronicles 4 it's not it's probably not going to tie into any of this stuff directly like this like like 1 2 and 3 do so like for me I know I always say I really liked 2 but when I got done playing this man not only was I feeling feeling a lot of feelings i really bonded with those characters by the end you know and, and i cared about all the side characters as well because there's so many uh in some of the other games where you're kind of like eh, all right whatever it's just it's it's also like having the ability to all these years later take the best of everything and say okay we're gonna put it in one game and and they did that successfully here that's just me i if I if we could put a number two, that'd be awesome. But I get that I didn't play God of War, and uh, Randy also has it as number one, which you know that should count for for a lot there. I know he loves that series too. So, um, see, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd have Xenoblade at three, and but 
I understand like your I guess your point of view to an extent. But I yeah, felt I mean like, Daniel's what, not I, here to defend why he gave it number four, so I guess I felt yeah. I felt personally let down by Ragnarok, uh just by some of the design changes they made. Uh oh really? But, okay. Yeah, like I said, I don't like the splintered up splintered world that they made and like the fact that there's no kind of hub world anymore or hub area. Uh like that sucked. Yeah. And I thought I thought combat got a little too like busy because now you're juggling like four different weapons at once or the capacity to have four different weapons. Okay. Uh, so that's just me. But I think it's like a good technical marvel uh, that they're able to keep that kind of one, still able to keep that like one shot thing going on. And the characters are still like interesting. And I, yeah. Do you feel like the story accomplishes what they wanted here or? Did that yeah much more than like uncharted 4 or like certain other this is the last game in the series goddamn it games they tried to make okay there, there is so, a finality to create us a story all right yeah i mean that that makes me want to play it obviously because i really enjoy what i played of the 2018 and just loving the earlier god of war games so like knowing that there does feel like there's a finality to that story and yeah, um, it's the same. It's oddly the same problem as uh, a, a Horizon. Like the last game, kind of set the character on an arc, or like you know, you achieve something with the, with the storyline of the character, and then like the next game kind of erases that. And it's like, wait, what happened? Like these characters were better yeah. in the last game, or they ended better, and now they're just kind of being the same shit heel as they they were in the last game. I do. You feel like the the playing as a Treos means something here like it's no or did that not no it was okay i think actually i kind of like playing as him a little more than kratos oh really okay he was easier yeah uh but i think it's like interesting because like there are side quests in the game like with the story that are just in the open world and you switch between uh atreus and the lady i forget her name Uh, yeah and they have different dialogue depending on who's with you. So it's kind of cool they actually like wrote that into the into the game, where they have like the lines delivered by both actors. Like it's not like, oh, you can only do the side quest when you, when you have a trace with you. It's like no, you can do it with either or, and then each character will have their own different like thought on the subject. Okay, um, I mean it. Like you know, I'm gonna leave it to you because. God of War was Randy's number one game. I, I'm yeah, sure he I mean, did. God, yeah, it, God of War is like number two to me, you know? Yeah. All right, that's fair. I, I got it to number three. I'm, I'm happy with that, Xenoblade. So, you should have yeah. argued better. You should have argued better for Xenoblade Chronicles 1 to be number one, and then you could just fuck. Once, <laughs> once, once it hit Xenoblade Chronicles 25, you know, then you'll be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I'm dead, probably. Uh, so, Elden, <laughs> Elden Ring's number one, obviously. I don't think we need to... Yeah. Mark's been talking about it the whole year. Um, Jens also had his time to be on to talk about it. I think we had Keith on as well, talked about it. Daniel has talked about it. Uh, it's number one for Jens, Mark, and Daniel, I think you can't really argue that point when it's three out of the five people have it as their number one game. Um, it feels like it's everybody's number one game this year. One game of the year with the game awards. Like it's just that when you think about 2022 and you say one game, it's Elden Ring. Like, I don't yeah. think you can even 
argue that point that there is a game there is not another game that defines this year other than Elden Ring. Yeah. Um you know, from from selling crazy amounts that I don't think a lot of people expected to you know winning all these awards to to being such a great game to like still have a news uh, story yeah. written on it by, by Kotaku. Yeah. I mean that game had an impact on this year. Like, and to me, that's, that's sometimes, I mean, it doesn't always have to be that way. Right. It doesn't mean that, Oh, well, it doesn't mean your number, your game of the year has to be the most impactful game, but it just so happens that, yeah. What, you know, would you say it's the best dark souls game? Oh, yeah. of, uh, which, yeah. which is funny. Cause uh, there's some debate, I guess in that community still about which is better uh, Elden ring or bloodborne. Right and like Yens and I played Bloodborne right pretty much right after that and I really didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, Yens still had it as one of his greatest games of all time. You know, uh, Elden Ring didn't eclipse that. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like it's from you guys talking about everything. It's just I know I'm not someone that likes to beat my head against the wall and die a million times and. Well, that's um, why it's another player, so that doesn't yeah, happen. Yeah. yeah, but when would I have time to do that? <laughs> so I mean, uh, anytime. Like, you can so many yeah. random people in. Like, you know, yeah. who cares? <laughs> yeah, just hoping I wouldn't get invaded uh, at yeah. that time <laughs> as well. But I feel like for almost anybody that's making these lists, like it's like Elden Ring or bust. Uh, yeah. You know, there's probably some, like I said, that picked God of War. Uh, or some they picked another game because they wanted to be different, and that's fine. You know, it's your list at oh, the end well, of the day. Like yeah. I said, uh, Jeff picked Tunic. Oh, he did. Okay, and I I'm didn't like, catch over. Okay, yeah. like Th- what did he say? Like why he picked? T- like was Elden Ring number two, and he just picked Tunic? No, or, no yeah. he didn't have Elden Ring at all. I think number two was uh, this Steam game called Arcade Paradise. Oh wow! Oh wow! Arcade Paradise. Jeez, I remember like. Uh, getting a somebody asking if we wanted to review that game, <laughs> like it's uh arcade paradise is like the it's like an arcade simulator, right? Well, it's a yeah, it's a yeah. laundromat slash arcade simulator, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. yeah, um, just so that you know, you folks listening, that I don't know, you know, that people can can use a fast forward button. Um, let me let's go ahead and and sort of give the whole list and make sure that we don't want to move anything around before we say, okay, that's the final one. Uh, right now, this is what we have. We got Kirby at 25, Kirby, the forgotten land at 25. I should say live alive at 24. Nobody saves the world at 23. WWE 2k 22 at 22. Um, heart, heart space, shipbreaker stray, Ben at a three Pokemon, Vi- Scarlet and Violet, Sifu, Pentiment, Marvel Snap, Tunic, Tinykin, Lo- um, Lost Ark, Fire Emblem Three Hopes, which still is weird to me because uh, I think that one's definitely out of left field. Like I don't think I've heard anybody even mention that Fire Emblem. Like that's a really like interesting one that like we'll probably be one of the few that even mentioned that Fire Emblem Three Hopes is like in their top whatever of the year. Horizon Forbidden West, uh, Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge, Vampire Survivors at number seven, uh, Neon White at six, Silent Frontiers at five, Signalis at number four, Sunlight Chronicles three at three, God of War Ragnarok at two, and Elden Ring at one. Um, 
I really don't have a fight in changing any of this, uh, really. Um, I, I still want to give Kirby some, some higher love. Uh, you didn't even fucking play it. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, I still think, um, I mean, I am the one playing it. I think yeah. 25 is fine. So. 25 is fine. Okay. Uh, yeah. The, you know, just um, well, there's a Kirby game this year, so you can you can you can play that. No, that game isn't that like a remake of the a game from like the Wii or something. Uh, it's like an expanded port, but yeah, yeah. But it's like a remake so, of like the first game, so that's cool. Oh, it is technically okay. Fair enough then. Um, yeah. So okay, if you don't have anything that you want to change, then really, no. all right, let me put this in here for the um. For the people that are like watching on YouTube here, uh, I don't know if people can even see this because there's not really a way for me to make it any uh, bigger, unfortunately. So we got, like I said here, Kirby. be fine. Yeah, probably should have done that before we I put it on here, but you know. Um, yeah, just so you can see the list. There, it's again, 25, Curly Forgotten Land, 24, Live Alive, 23, Nobody Saves the World, 22, WWE TK, 22, Hearts Play Shipbreaker, Stray, Bayonetta 3, Pokemon Violet, then uh, Sifu, Pentamon at 16, Marvel Snap, Tunic at 14, Tiny Ken at 13, Lost Ark, and Final Fantasy 3 Hopes 12 and 11. Uh, our top 10 is Horizon Forbidden West, which would probably be surprising to a lot of people. Uh, Myron Rabbids, uh, Sparks of Hope, uh, the Turtles game, Team and T Shredder's Revenge at 8, because three of us loved it, and why not? It was a great game that brings back a lot of nostalgia. And you get Vampire Survivors at 7, Neon White, Sonic Frontier, Signalis, Cinebrake Chronicles 3, God of War, Ragnarok, and Elden Ring, of course at number one so hey that's our game of the year 2022 i know we're doing it late i know most people are probably like ah why are y'all even doing this to begin with hey you got to be consistent you know um so hopefully you enjoyed that we will have a regular episode on super bowl sunday that you can watch here uh on the youtube w2 network channel on youtube um you can uh listen later on demand as well uh, we'll be live on the Twitch and all the other W2 Network socials. Uh, go check out that last word on gaming. Uh, we're part of the last word on sports podcast network as well, which um, that's just last word on sports.com slash podcast. You can find us through there. So um, yeah, hopefully we'll keep doing this thing. We'll be back tomorrow. If you're watching live um, or watching and we'll see you then. That'll be a regular episode. And we'll have uh have you have you been playing anything? Me? Yes, you. Uh I finished Forspoken. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I guess more for Spoken Talk. I've uh we'll have definitely the Sea of Stars demo and Autobath Travel with you demo and um some other things to talk about, the stuff that's going on in the news. So uh yeah. make sure you tune in for that. And until then, see you later. Let us know what your top games of 2022 are in the comments. Peace, everyone. Later.